Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. Hello, and welcome back to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here today. Thank you for pressing play and being here. I'm having so much fun with all of you who have joined for the Confident Woman series. Today we are starting week two of the series and it has been so much fun sharing all of the interviews and the wisdom from these incredible confidence teachers from around the world. So if you haven't heard of the Confident Woman series, it is currently happening. We still have a week left and you can still get access to it. It's a free online training and you can go to www.theconfidentwomanseries.com to soak up the rest of the training. We will be doing some replays at the end for the trainings that you missed. So um, make sure to plug in there and to come join us. And you can join us over in the Confidence Collective, which is also my free Facebook group and join the party because there's still so many incredible conversations to come around confidence in relationships with self-trust with money with business and all the things so um, grateful to have you here with me today and before we dive into introducing our guest Katie Lynn I wanted to share that I have open enrollment for my one-on-one coaching which is called Feminine Frequency Journey. And this is a four-month private mentorship. It is completely customized, and I only take on a few private clients at a time. And Feminine Frequency Journey is really all about releasing the limiting beliefs, the the programming, anything that is stopping you from connecting to your intuition, living from your truth, trusting yourself, um, really creating a life where you are embodied and thriving. And it's honestly one of the most powerful offerings that I've ever provided. And I walk my clients through this incredible journey, which is a three-part journey called Awaken, Align, Attract. And in the Awaken piece, it's really about awakening and showing you your blind spots, the things that are blocking you, that are keeping you stuck, that are holding you back, that are making you play small in life, in business, in relationships, and that are stopping you from showing up as your authentic self and being the gift that you are to the world. So in Awaken, we're really taking a look at awakening these shadows, these things that we can't see in the subconscious mind so that we can bring them to the surface to clear them. We are then moving into alignment and we kind of blend these two areas together, awaken and align, because they're both such important foundations for this work, but really getting into alignment with your rituals, your practices, with your purpose, with um, your business, with 
the people that you surround yourself by and refining all of these pieces of what makes you your true authentic self, the real you without the programming, without the shoulds, without the what you think that you should be or how you should show up, but really showing up and coming from that authentic place of love. And then lastly, we go into attract. And this is about creating, intentionally creating the life that you desire. So we have visualization and manifesting and really getting into alignment with becoming the woman that you're meant to be. And this whole process of the feminine frequency journey is about embodying this way of being of the feminine who is trusting, who surrenders, who is open to receive, who is abundant, who is enjoys pleasure in her life, who lives in her body, not in her mind, and who really truly knows what a gift she is to the world. So if you're interested in going on this journey together, again, I'm in open I am in open enrollment for the Feminine Frequency Journey. Go ahead and send me a message on Instagram at Amy Natalie Co. and let me know that you're interested. We can start the conversation there, or you can send me an email, amy at amynatalieco.com. This is for women who are serious about their transformational journey. Maybe you've already worked with a coach before. You've definitely worked with a therapist already. You have all the awareness, but you still feel stuck. And mostly I work with female entrepreneurs. However, I have worked with many women who are in corporate and um, other spaces as well. So um, definitely no limitations on that. Um, but really it is for more of the advanced student um, who is really wanting to plug into this activation of the feminine frequency. So reach out to me if you're interested and I'm excited to introduce you to our guest for today, Miss Katie Lynn, who is a mother, a psychotherapist, transformational coach, and speaker who has dedicated her life to be, being the catalyst of transformation on your journey to creating a life of pleasure, purpose, prosperity, and power. With over 16 years of working in the field of psychology and personal transformation, Katie Lynn has worked with million, millionaires, millennials, mothers, serial killers, and entrepreneurs as they learn to live unapologetically. On the way to becoming an embodied queen, Katie Lynn found herself exhausted from trying to portray the perfect life on the outside while knowing deep down she was anxious, depressed, heavily medicated, traumatized, divorced, and living a lie. She knew that there was a higher calling on her soul and began to follow that small voice within. Katie Lynn studied psychology at the University of Seattle and, in, and earned her master's degree at the University of Southern California. She has extensive training in somatic therapy, NLP, trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy, and she is highly intuitive. Katie has now created the Embodied Queen coaching programs where women come together to embody their authentic pleasure, purpose, prosperity, and power. To say the least, Katie is a phenomenal human. She is such a beautiful soul, and I absolutely love her connection to her faith and how she has such an empowered mindset as she navigates through life. So you guys are going to absolutely love this one. You'll feel empowered, inspired, and as you enjoy this episode, please be sure to take a screenshot to tag myself and Katie Lynn. Her Instagram handle is Queen Katie Lynn, and you can find me at Amy Natalie Co. And I look forward to seeing you guys on the other side of the interview. Enjoy. 
Hello, Katie, Queen Katie. Welcome to The Feminine Frequency. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's amazing to have you here. And I've just dove into your story and learned about you from more like just what I can even see on the, the internet of like, how powerful your story is. And so I'm just excited to get to know you more and for our listeners to get to know you today too. Mm, Same, same. I read my bio every time and I'm like, that's so many lifetimes in one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How have I done that already? You know, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. There are some times where I have like a day where I'm like, I feel like I literally went through like five lifetimes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. 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 So maybe we can highlight that a little bit. I'd love to hear a little bit specifically around this, you know, the embodied queen and mm-hmm. kind of like what it took to, to step into that. Um, I know that you've had a lot of different experiences in your life, but yeah, let's, let's talk about what that means and, and what, what that looks like for you. Yeah. Oh, I love this question. And it's so, for me, it's very much, it's been a lived experience, meaning that I think I came out of the womb very shameless, very like with an infinite possibility kind of mentality. Like I was going to do all the things and be all the things and just excited about life and, and really inspired by all of the things that represented the feminine for me, makeup, hair, dance, movement, pleasure, creativity, all of these really amazing things. And then somewhere along the way, I think social conditioning got the best of me and my self-esteem became really low a lot of body image issues. As I, you know, went into school, I became an athlete and performance became a thing. Um, stress became a thing. And really that, that push kind of inspiration, right? It wasn't a, a intrinsically motivated thing. It was more of a, how do I prove myself? How do I prove that I'm good enough? How do I prove that I'm worthy? How do I prove that I'm whatever that fill in the blank, you know? And so I became an overachiever, you know, in every sort of sense of the word, meaning that I did well in school, I did well in sports, I just really tried my best to, again, prove myself. And uh, that led to a life that was really, for a period of uh, probably, gosh, eight to 10 years, that was really riddled with depression and anxiety. And at one point I was on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications and drinking on the weekends and partying hardcore. And the irony was, outside looking in, everything on paper was amazing. I had gone and done my, you know, bachelor's in psychology. I had done my master's in social work. I had, you know, had an amazing career by the age of 24, 25, like in psychology and human behavior, I was sort of rocking it, but behind the scenes, it was so empty. Right. And, um, then I became a mother and, and sort of got married and just like, it was this snowball that I felt like I couldn't stop. You know what I mean? It was like nothing felt like it fit. And there was one morning after a really, just a terrible night with with my former husband. And it was like that moment where I woke up in the morning and I just looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, can't do this anymore. Like, I don't know who that is I'm looking at. Who is that that's looking back at me, right? How did she get here and where did I go? And that was the moment that really grounded me and anchored me into how far away from my 
purpose and mission and authenticity I was, how suppressed I was. And also that moment where I felt like spirit tapped me on the shoulder and said, um, here's, here's the door. You know, like <laughs> if you step through this door, you can, you can change everything. And my son was a huge motivating factor in that. And so, you know, for me, it was about what got me there, what is going to move me out of there, and what's going to keep me from ever returning again. And what I learned in that was my self-esteem and self-confidence was so low. I had zero sense of self-worth at that period, at that point in my life, you know, mm -hmm. and so when I think about my journey from that point, which was about uh, that moment happened probably about 2012, um, from that point forward, it was like, if I know that I'm intentionally creating my life, I'm responsible for all of the things that come through me to me and are here for me, then what kind of lifestyle, frequency, mindset, and passion do I want to infuse every action of my life with? And that's when I started living into the queen. And I did a survey when I brought up the queen. I surveyed about 100 women and I said, what comes through for you when you hear the word queen? <laughs> and the responses were so widespread. There was the women who were like leader, empowered, powerful, amazing, beautiful, gorgeous, da, 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 da. And then there were the women that were like bossy, arrogant, condescending, right? And then there were the people who were like, it's Queen Bohemian Rhapsody, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know? And for me, it was about reorienting myself with this concept of pleasure, power, prosperity, and purpose. Those were the four things for me. Those are my four like anchors. And for me, the Queen had sort of been like this noun right? In my vocabulary. And what I decided to do with the embodied queen was shifted into an adjective. You know what I mean? Like it's a way of being like when I walk into a room and somebody says, Oh my gosh, you are such a queen. My response is thank you. Because to me, it means I am living into my pleasure, my power, my prosperity, and my purpose. And if all of that is aligned with my spirit and my soul and generosity and love and leadership and beauty, then I'm here for it. So that for me is what it means to be the embodied queen. It's like, how can I show up fully responsible for my experience and know that I am more powerful than anything that has happened up to this point? And I'm also more powerful than anything um, that could happen moving forward. Mm. So good. I know many of the women who listen to this podcast, they reach out to me. They say, I'm going through a divorce. I, I want to change for my kids. I want to be the example. I want to be the woman that my, I want my children to look up to. Like I'm in this transition period. I want to quit my job and do something that I'm passionate about. Like these are the messages I get over and over again. And so this is why these conversations are so powerful because I literally want to just keep making this podcast for more and more and more evidence yeah. of that this is possible for every single woman, no matter what your background is, no matter how challenging it is right now, no matter how fucking scared you are, no matter yes. how much unknown, but like right here, right now, another incredible example. And you know, I was, I was married too. I got divorced. They didn't have kids at the time. And I think mm -hmm. um, many people actually are more afraid to leave their, their relationships when they have kids. And so I just think it's so admirable. And I appreciate you sharing your journey with that of, and I can also relate to that being so far away from who you are and having that moment of like, 
I'm can't live like that anymore. I won't live like that anymore. Yeah. Like my life direction is changing from here and it's all faith. Like it's, it's all faith, right? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I feel like has been probably my greatest asset, right? That they don't teach you about in school mm -hmm. <laughs> per se is like, you know, in school you get the, oh, you do, you're a great reader, you're a great speaker, you're great this, you're great that. Uh, but one of my greatest assets is my faith. It's that trust. It's that knowing that no matter what, I am supported, I am held, I am guided, I am empowered always by a force that is invisible to my eye, but felt by my soul and my body and my heart. And it has me 100%. Mm -hmm. And knowing that, shoot, anything is possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are some of your practices that allow you to connect to your faith or to strengthen mm. that? Because I know that, you know, we, we, we get to be in the practice of strengthening that. For sure. Yeah. Oh gosh. My practices, uh, gratitude journaling, which sounds so, at least for me at first, it sounded so cheesy. I was like, really gratitude journal, but it's, it's essentially journaling into what it is that I am calling forward. So it's like, thank you spirit for whatever word you want to use. I often use the word God, God, spirit, source. I use whatever. all of them. Yep, yep, <laughs> like whatever flows for you, right? Like, um, the, fill in that blank. And then thank you so much for all of the blessings that are already here and all of those that are coming towards me. I'm so grateful that I am a fantastic receiver. I'm so grateful that I am of the divine and the divine flows through me. I'm so grateful for my career and my clients. I'm so grateful that I am magnetic and that I am heart centered and that I am intuitive. And right. So I go on this, just, I fill up a whole like eight and a half by 11 inch page um, of things that are like this, because it really shifts my frequency in my vibration, right? And then my whole body just feels different after I do this practice. And I'm reminded, right? That, oh, that, that is a part of my nature. That is a part of me. Um, so that's one of my practices is gratitude journaling. It takes like 10 minutes, maybe. Um, I also definitely get out into nature because I feel like if you can really be present with nature, like even a butterfly and just think about the concept of that, you know, like just pause and really look at it, right? As, as woo woo as it sounds, but like, that's amazing, right? That like this thing with no wings at one point totally turns into mush in a tiny cocoon that it builds itself and comes out with wings. Like that's, I don't know how it gets. I'm me. so, I'm smiling because my guest before you, uh, Shannon Kaiser that I interviewed last week, she's an amazing author. Uh -huh. And we had the same, like we went into depth about like the butterfly <laughs> metamorphosis yes. and got all weird yes. with it. So here yes. we go again. Here we we're, go. We're, we're with the butterfly. I'm into right. it. <laughs> yeah. But really like all of nature, like my son is really fascinated with like animals and nature. And so his, his go-to on like, if you look at my YouTube search history, okay. It's like all the animals. It's like all of the, the nature stuff. And just learning about that with him. It's like, gosh, there's, there's this, who set this up to work this way? Because it is beyond brilliant, the way that everything fits together, the way that everything rolls out in perfect timing and everything has its season and everything has its order. And, and so that's one of my practices is getting out into nature. The other practice is um, connecting with the body, whether that is through meditation, whether that is through a workout, whether that is through mirror work, but like really connecting to my physical body and allowing myself to drop into my parasympathetic nervous system uh, where I can fully relax so that my body can recalibrate and actually 
heal itself naturally. And also I can reconnect to like that peace frequency that is what I like to call the God frequency. So if you like type God frequency into YouTube and you hear the sound, it sounds like peace, literally. It sounds like the breath. It's amazing. Mm. But those are three of my, my favorite practices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so powerful. And I also love the journaling gratitude practice. Mm-hmm. You know, there's many different ways to do it. Scripting sure. is another form word yeah. for it, but yeah. speaking your future into reality as if it's already happening mm-hmm. through the form of gratitude. I love that. And yeah. yeah, I would say this past year, I've really gotten way more connected to nature. I've, mm-hmm. I've always been, um, I've always been an athlete and, and love moving my body and being outdoors and things like that. But I think like the appreciation for nature comes when we start to really connect to the essence of all that is and that we're all connected in this way. And like, it is such a great reminder just being out in nature, whether it's going out and watching the sunset and, or, you know, putting your, your feet in the grass, like just that connection itself reminds us of like everything of that everything's connected so i really appreciate that practice and we need more of that we need more more time outside and more time in connection absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah so i know that you know this this combination the masculine the feminine i think Mm in 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 the embodiment of the queen we have both right like we have we have the fierceness and we also have the softness and the generosity and all of it. So tell me more about this integrated masculine and feminine, how we bring these two together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great question. And, you know, in order to answer this question, I want to sort of take you back to like contextualize this because for me, I used to live very much in my masculine. So what that meant was like push, um, cold, uh, structure, strategy, um, a lot of stress, um, and, and very like, I got this, I got this. So not a lot of help, not a lot of support. I was like strong, independent woman to the max. Didn't need a man, didn't need anybody, right? That whole dialogue was literally my internal dialogue, uh, back in the day. And, uh, right out of my master's program, I started to work with um, boys who were incarcerated in Los Angeles County. So ages 12 to 18. Um, and I had this sort of vision of what a man in quotes was. And I grew up with a father who was first, you know, he came here as an immigrant from Mexico. So it was very much that macho kind of vibe, right? Men don't cry. They don't show emotion. They, you know what I mean? And my dad has one of the hugest hearts on the planet, right? He's one of the most incredible men I know. Um, And there was still this conditioning around what it meant to be a man. And in working with these boys, what I got to see was that the masculine actually is just as sensitive, if not more so than the feminine. And that shocked me because I had all of these preconceived notions and assumptions and social definitions of what it meant to be a man and how men moved in the world. And I, then I had these boys that I got to go in and work with every single day that showed me otherwise. And so I got to get really curious about that. And I got to learn more about, oh, wait, hold on. The masculine is actually extremely, can be very empathetic, can be very attuned to the feminine, can be very thoughtful, can lead, right? Can be very strong. Um, And so that really supported me in 
triggering a different action, a different way of living into my masculine because uh, the way that I was living into my masculine was not so healthy. And then from there, I went to working um, at the women's prison. And I got to work with all women in the highest security unit in the state for, for inmates, female inmates. And at that point in time, because of the woman to woman wounding I had experienced in my life, right? Like I was that, again, I was that woman that was like, I don't like other women. I don't like having a lot of female friends. I don't trust them. I had all of these notions, all of this wounding around what it was like to be in relationship with other women. So I said, I was ne never going to work with women. And then divinely, here I, here I found myself in the women's prison and working with these women who were incarcerated for anywhere from six months to life. And I had some of the biggest, most high profile women on my case, on my case load. And what I got to learn there is the resilience of the feminine. Whereas I used to hold in my consciousness that women were weak. They were, you know, catty. They were this, they were that, whatever those, those uh, descriptive words were about the feminine and the assumptions. I got to see a totally different side of the feminine, which allowed me to, again, study the dynamics of the feminine and the masculine as they are embodied and expressed through me. And what I learned is that I work with a lot of women who um, are afraid of their feminine because they don't want to be, uh, quote unquote, like emotionally unstable mm -hmm. or out of control or too creative. Or one of my favorites is too much. Too much. Um, I get yeah, that a lot. Yeah. yeah, that's one of my faves. It's like, oh, I don't want to be too much, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I also work with in these, you know, in these same women who are afraid of their feminine, they're living and relying on their masculine in a really toxic way, meaning that they push it, they rebel against structure, they rebel against organization, they rebel against planning, goal setting. Um, and they, they have very little experience with the, the concept that the, that the masculine is here to give structure to the feminine such that the feminine can flow, right? There can be this ease, there can be this grace. And, you know, with the women who are in business that I work with, you know, my theory is you take at least two weekends, if not a whole week off a month. I don't want you working all of these hours a week. I don't want you stressed out. I don't want you, you know, going crazy and not getting sleep and having all of these ideas and feeling overwhelmed by your intuition and creative projects and all the pressure. And when they go, oh my gosh, Katie, well, how am I going to do that? Well, that's where the integration of your masculine comes into play because how you'll do that is you'll put in really, you'll, you'll implement structure that's really enlivening. It's mm -hmm. so Supportive. It's not heavy. It's not stressful, right? It's actually creates space, creates freedom for you to feel like you can still have this glow, have this amazing, incredible feeling and frequency in your body as you're creating and living into your business while also, you know, feeling fulfilled and feeling like you're grounded and you're anchored and you're supported all the way through. And that for me is the embodiment of the queen, right? Like mm -hmm. the queen is not depleted. <laughs> she is not suffering in her success. You know what I mean? She's really in full responsibility and in full understanding that she's got a, a queendom of, you know, men and women that are here to support and love on her, but she's also got a king by her side, whether that's in real time or metaphorically, that's here saying, I got you. Mm -hmm. What else do you need? How can I support you? And so that for me is, is what the integration is all about. Mm. Yeah, so powerful. I love how you learned that through your former experiences mm -hmm. and in such unconventional ways, you know, yeah. like just really got to experience that. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, this, this piece around the masculine creating freedom for the feminine to flow is something that I've been working with a lot, both myself mm. and then with my clients recently. And um, I used to face so much resistance to structure mm-hmm. and having this. And it was a lot of because it was like my... Um, toxic feminine or, or like my, like I didn't trust myself to show up to that. So it's like, Oh, well, if I put that on there and I don't do it, then I'm mad at myself. So why would I do that? Yeah. And like we create these things where like, okay, well, I don't want to hold myself accountable because I don't trust that I can show up and then I'm just going to be pissed at myself. So I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. Right. Or I'm afraid of success. So why, why would I? Yeah. So there's so many pieces to this, but I really love that you brought this up because I do find that structure creates so much freedom and that we, we can actually create space in our calendar, in our life for space. Like that also goes on your calendar too. Absolutely. Like, hey, spaciousness, like yes. giving myself space to breathe or to play or to connect yes. with friends, like that goes on there too. Mm-hmm. So um, I think there's so much to be learned in this around like being really gentle and compassionate and, and also learning that this structure does create so much freedom and mm-hmm. it, it really allows us to get it all done. Um, I feel like we, it's like, we don't have enough structure, we can feel all over the place, which is how most people feel all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. That overwhelm, right? Like people are like, oh my gosh, how do I deal with all this overwhelm? And it's like, where's, where's your structure? Where's your support? You know, Mm -hmm. that is one of the ways. And, and then also not buying your own internal BS, which I think has a lot to do with, with where the overwhelm comes from as well. But like, I love that you said, you know, can I bring in this grace you know, and this like compassion. And I, I would love to add the distinction that compassion doesn't mean that you're flimsy, which I think is what a, some women can assume is like, oh, if I'm compassionate and if I'm graceful of myself, then I won't do anything. You know what I mean? I just, I'll just sit around all day and nothing will get accomplished. And I would love to, to presence the, the idea that you can be graceful and compassionate and still be committed and consistent at the same time. You know, it, it really means that, that there's this beautiful, um, alchemization of I am self-honoring and I am also really clear about what I'm a yes to and what I'm a no to. And when I'm a no to something, I'm, I say no. And then I don't berate myself or judge myself or criticize myself after I say no. And same thing goes for a yes, you know, and it's all about like clearing any of those stories and assumptions that run in the mind um, around those decisions, around those boundaries and around, you know, who you be in this world and how you design your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I say this came through one of my coaching sessions was, um, compassion is the key to consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, if we want to have longevity and sustainability, if we keep being hard on ourselves every time we don't show up, then that creates us to not show up more. But if we're gentle and we're like, Hey, it's okay. Like let's figure out what didn't work. Get curious about it. Be gentle. Like we're so much more likely to move Mm -hmm. forward with that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to hear more about, you know, we're talking about masculine and feminine and how that shows up structurally, but I'd love to hear more about like your, um, your experience because today we're going to talk about money and being shameless and unapologetic. And so I'd love to hear in like a business context for you showing up as that embodied queen, what that looks like, because I feel like we're going through a huge, huge change in 
we're going through a big change in history where women are starting to step into their power, where we're starting to share our gifts. We're starting to be open to receive the abundance that, you know, our mothers and grandmothers yes. and the have not, have not experienced. So mm-hmm. this is a conversation that really lights me up and I'm excited to hear more about your, your, your thoughts around being shameless about like this, this full expression and, and being empowered with money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The, so uh, there's so much, I could talk about this question, this topic for days. Mm -hmm. Um, but there being in partnership myself and I was, I was single for an extended period of time, three, almost four years. And then I, you know, called in my, my King and he's amazing. He's incredible. Um, and in that process, learning about the masculine, learning, experiencing men in a completely different way, you know, than I had in the past. And being by his side through this, I've really gotten to see that there are so many beautiful lessons that we can learn from men that we have, mm, sometimes in the past, we've condemned them for. And one of them is their audacity and their shamelessness around most things. You know, and so they are, my partner is completely audacious and shameless about what he wants and what he doesn't want, you know, and it is not from a place of arrogance and it is not from a place of, of, um, greed. It's from a grounded place of worthiness. And I think so many women, especially, I love that you brought in the, the concept of lineage. Um, but you know, we haven't had that modeled for us and we haven't had permission. And even if you go into some of the studies around the anatomical structures of the brains in, in males versus females, the, the structure of the brain in women that has to do with permission is much larger than it is in males. And so women um, actually do require more permission, but that doesn't mean that it needs to be outside permission. It means that we get to give ourselves permission, that we get to say, um, Katie, actually, yes, you can. And that's available for you. And why not? Why not you? You know. And so knowing that, and and bringing that into business, and really seeing that, you know, for for many years, like business chased me. <laughs> so I was that woman that was like, I had a nine to five making a dope salary, and still had two or three side hustles because mm. I loved I love business. I love helping. I love serving. I love being learning new things. All the things, right? And Um, and have always identified with that concept of quote unquote too much and then seeing right where we are on a global scale and going, Oh my gosh, you know what? (laughs) We need more women who are too much. We need more women who are shameless and have enough audacity about them to say, that's mine. And it's for me. And the reason that it is for me is because I have chosen it to be for me. And why not? Why wouldn't I? If, if this life is a blank slate and I have the freedom and the creative power to fill it and design it as I choose, why wouldn't I choose the best? Why wouldn't I choose the most? Mm. Why wouldn't I choose the greatest? Mm-hmm. And really sit with that. Because I feel like that's super activating, you know, for anybody listening, like, why wouldn't you choose the best, you know, for yourself, for your kids, for your lineage moving forward, right? Even for your parents, like I know for myself, my family is always included in my vision. 
my parents are always included in my vision, how they will be taken care of, how they will be provided for, you know, if, and if they choose not to be, then that's fine. That's, that's their decision. But like, I want to make sure that I'm creating in such a way so that whatever comes to me and through me is also in service to improving the quality of lives of everybody who swims in my sauce. Mm. And so I feel like women by nature are more generous and more thoughtful with their resources, money included. So my, my opinion, personal opinion, is that the way that we shift the direction of our world and our culture is by empowering more women to make boatloads of money because the redistribution of those resources will be unprecedented for our, for our society as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many statistics about like how much more women give to charity than men. And we're not, yes. I'm not shaming men or making them wrong, yeah, but there's just no. like, there's a different way of, and, and also if women are making money doing heart centered activities that are making life changes in other people's yes. lives, like yes. let, let's give money to those women versus mm-hmm. to all these big companies that are doing all these things that are terrible for the earth. And, yep. you know, just because they're the traditional structures of, of the types of businesses that make a lot of money, like let's redistribute that. And um, I think there's enough for everyone. And um, I did want to go back to that question because I, I, I intuitively know that when a woman is like, why not have it all? Or like, why not like, you know, play big. And, mm-hmm. and then there's, there's that background that I, sure. that I hear from women is like, Oh, but I don't want to outshine anyone. I don't want to leave mm-hmm. anyone behind. I don't want to be yep. looked at as greedy or as whatever pe- women think they're going to be looked at. Sure. As. So, yeah. Is there anything that you want to speak to? Because I have a feeling oh, that yes. like, these are big questions. Yes. Oh, I love these questions because I used to, and still on some days think the same thing right? Like it's not, it's not like once you decide to be shameless, it never peaks its head back up again. You know what I mean? It's like, this is a practice, just like being centered is a practice, just like breath work is a practice. You know what I mean? This, this shamelessness is a practice. And I had one of my very first coaches years ago, I was about to leave um, my nine to five, right? And I was in a cushy nine to five, like the ones that, you know, are some of our parents said, go to college and get a good job and be there for 40 years and take the whatever retirement pension, however you want to put it. And that's where I was. And, and, um, I was about to make the leap into full-time entrepreneurship and I was terrified, like in all caps, terrified. And, you know, my mentor said, well, what are you afraid of? And I said, well, I, I'm afraid people are going to think I'm crazy. She's like, well, if you're so invested in the opinions of other people, it's probably not a good idea to go step into business. You should probably stay in your nine to five. And if Mm. you're going to allow those people to dictate what you do with your life, um, it's going to be a really bumpy road. Mm -hmm. No, because I, we do not have the capacity to control how we are perceived by other people for the most part right? Like there are certain things. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I can control whether you're going to see me on YouTube or not, you know? Um, but like, as far as how you perceive me, what you believe about me, your assumptions about me, um, whether you like me or not is, 
is not something that I even have the power to control, nor do I have the bandwidth to try. <laughs> it's exhausting. You know, I spent so many years of my life trying to do that, thinking that I could do that. And it led to that point that we talked about earlier, where like I was on antidepressants, and I was on anti-anxiety medications, and I was drinking every weekend because I was just so riddled with fear around, oh my gosh, how will they, whoever they is in quotes, perceive me? And so when those questions come up of like, oh my gosh, you know, will they judge me? Yeah, absolutely. You are for sure 100% going to be judged and you're going to be judged through both ends of the spectrum. So like, I want to qualify that too, is it's not going to be just quote unquote negative judgment. You'll have people that think you are the greatest thing since who knows what. And then you're going to have people that think you're the worst thing since who knows what. And it has so much more to do with their perception of themselves and their worldview than it does with you. Because I'm sure you've experienced this, Amy, but I, you know, there's been messages in my inbox where people send me some things and I'm like, they, they literally have experienced me through one photo on a device. Mm-hmm. And they're projecting their, and they're projecting their shit on you. And Absolutely. You. Right. Like yeah. how could, how is it that they could even have a, a, enough experience to make an informed opinion or assessment, right? My partner says something to me, it's, I give it a bit more, I get more, a bit more weight, you know? Um, but like really stepping back and, and the other thing that really grounds me in this, Amy, is just 100% transparency is, you know, I believe that we are modeling we're modeling behavior. And part of my responsibility as a coach, as a mentor, as a guide, as a teacher, as a mother, as a partner, as a woman, you know, saying that I'm out here and I'm going to lead, be one of the ones to lead the way for this new paradigm that's emerging right now is I have a responsibility to live it. And when I have those mornings, when I wake up and go, gosh, I don't know how I'm going to live it today because I am just not in the mood, <laughs> you know, because I'm still human. Um, I, think about, I think about my son and I think about the children that are, you know, unborn to me yet. And I think about the stories I want to be able to tell them about my life and what I believed and who I was as a person and who I am as a person. And that brings me the conviction and the wherewithal to stand up and put one foot in front of the other and say, you know what, there's going to be days when I nail this and there's going to be days when I don't at all, you know? And again, we go back to grace and compassion. And the, the main thing for me is it's the intention and it's the integrity with which we do this. And so shameless doesn't mean indignant and arrogant and being a jerk. Shameless means I am confident in my decisions. I'm confident in my truth. And I'm, I'm really here to own and believe that I am worthy of whatever the divine puts into my heart. Mm. Thank you. I felt that in my entire body. Um, <laughs> and I think that, you know, I think women can ask a lot, like, how do I not care what people think? And honestly, you have to just hear it enough times, yeah, like yeah. exactly this message. And, yeah. and, and we do, we have this fundamental survival mechanism in our being sure. that says that if people don't like you, then you're going to yeah. be alone. And if you're yeah. alone, you're going to be outcast and then yeah. you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. So we are literally like reprogramming, rewiring this mm-hmm. old 
survival mechanism. And the more that we can catch that we're doing it and recognize how it's not in service to us or the world or to our vision or to what our purpose is here. And the more that we can say every single time, okay, I'm afraid of what they're going to think, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm more committed to living my life authentically, to making an impact, to being the love that I know that I can be more committed to that than to what someone else's perspective or thoughts may or may not be about me. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny, Amy, I love that you brought up the, the wiring around this in our human animal selves, because my son came into my room maybe a couple of weeks ago and he's like, mom, guess what? You know, like I have the, my percent on my reading is so high. And I was like, oh my gosh, congratulations, son. Like, that's so great. I'm so excited for you. You know? And he goes, but you know, and he gets like this sort of like distressed look on his face. And I'm like, what? And he goes, there's some kids in the class who only have like, you know, 3% or 5% and I feel bad. And I said, oh yeah. I said, I, I get that. I hear that. I said, but you know, what's really cool is maybe at some point they'll see your percentage and you'll inspire them mm-hmm. because you were able to figure out how to get your percentage. So maybe your percentage will have them stop and think, oh, maybe I could figure out how to do it too. Maybe that's in me too. And I was like, oh, that was a word for myself. Like I needed that word today for my, <laughs> for my own self, but it is so wired in us. And it is because it comes from, I believe, a really loving, genuine place, you know, because women care so deeply about mm-hmm. the well-being of ourselves and everybody else. And, you know, we want everybody to thrive and we want everybody to succeed and feel the happiness and the joy and the fulfillment. And, and in those moments, it's like, well, you know, if I'm having a day where I, my insecurities or the volume on them is a bit louder than it usually is or something like that, I come back to, you know, maybe, maybe there will be a woman who is leaving her husband or who is starting a business or who is a single mama and investing in her first coach. And it's the biggest investment she's ever made in her whole life on herself. Maybe she'll see something that comes from me and go, if Katie can figure it out, so can I. Hmm. And that's, that's my prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have so appreciated your realness and just really, you know, showing the humanness and um, yeah, just the being a, a work in progress and continuing to do the work that you teach and yeah. really living and walking the talk. So thank you for being the embodied queen. Thank you oh. for bringing all of this magic to my community and my pleasure. Ah, well, Thank if they you. want to continue connecting with you, where can our listeners find you? Oh, yes. You can find me at theembodiedqueen.com or you can find me on Instagram at Queen Katie Lynn. Um, I have a six-month six month mastermind that's starting January 1st, but the enrollment is happening now. So if you're interested, it's at theembodiedqueen.com and you can apply there. Um, and I'm so grateful, Amy. Thank you for creating this space and this opportunity. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you for being here. And thanks everyone for listening. Head on over and give Katie some love on her page and say hello. And we'll see you guys soon. Bye. See ya.
Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Feminine Frequency Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, which I'm guessing that you did because you made it all the way till the end, um, please go ahead and leave a rating and a review on iTunes. That would mean the world to me. And make sure to grab your spot for the Confident Woman series, my 14-day free training that I've created for you where I'm interviewing incredible women from all around the world to teach you how to be your most confident self in the areas of money, relationships, and following your soul calling. You can find the info for that at theconfidentwomanseries.com, or you can come on over to my Instagram at amynatalieco, and you can find the link in my bio. All right, we'll see you soon. Have a beautiful day. Bye.